0: You, 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 you're now tuned in to 11105 Live. Hip hop and R&B lives right right right, right here. Start it. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Started from the bottom, now, the here. The bottom, now we're here. Yeah, I done kept you real from the jump Living at my mama's house, we'd argue every month I was, I was tryna get it on my own Working all night, traffic on the way home And my uncle calling me like, where you at? I gave you the keys, so you bring it right back I just, I just think it's funny how it goes Now I'm on the road, half a million for a show And we started from the bottom, now we're here Started from the bottom, now my whole team yeah, started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now a whole team here. Started started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now a whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now a whole team here. Boys' twice, tell stories about the men. Say I never struggled, wasn't hungry. Yeah, I doubt it. I can turn your boy into the man. There ain't really much out here that's popping off without us. I'ma worry about me, give a f*** about you just as, just as a reminder to myself I wear every single chain, even when I'm in the house Cause we started from the bottom, now we're here Started from the bottom, now my Much explaining Stories stay the same I never changed it no, no, no We don't feel that a fake friend Where your real friends at We don't like to do Too much explaining Stories stay the same Through the money and the fame Cause we started From the bottom Now we here Started from the bottom Now my whole team Yeah started from the bottom Now we here Started from the bottom Now the whole team here. Yeah, started, started from the bottom Now we here from
1: the bottom now my whole team in. started from the bottom now we started from the bottom now the whole team hit. yes indeed started from the bottom now we're here we're not here yet but we on our way ladies and gentlemen C-Rough is back for another great episode on 105.1 live Listen before we get started. I need everybody to make sure that you all are following our social media accounts. Uh, the Twitter account is Timeout Sports Three. The Instagram account is Timeout Sports with two underscores. And we also uh, on Facebook, uh, Timeout Sports Podcast. Make sure you all are following us there, and also on Spotify and iTunes. We can be found at Timeout Sports Podcast. This show will be on there tonight. So if you missed the live airing. Uh, Of the show you can catch the replay In a podcast form So listen We are back like I said for another great episode We got a lot of things to discuss on today's show From NBA topics uh, To the NCAA championship for both The the men and the females Or the women's Um, We have WSSU Hoops legend Tiana Edwards Joining the show at about 620 Make sure that you are here for that If you're a Ram, I need you to make sure you send this to a friend, family member, member of the Rambling. Let them know that that's going down at 620. And uh, we're also going to talk Caitlin Clark. We're going to talk Angel Reese. We're going to talk a little bit of NFL, and we're going to do our rough rant. You know, we always end with that rough rant. What's really bothering me this week, and I'm going to be making sure to let you all know. So let's go ahead and get started with the NBA. We have... Less than a week left in the season. As the NBA season does conclude, the regular season concludes on Sunday. Um, Then we'll have some play-in tournament action. I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to seeing who is going to be able to come out on top and you know clinch their ticket to the playoffs. Um, As a result of that, it's going to be good, man. Really, it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to seeing it. We got some good news from the NBA. Uh, Golden State Warriors forward. And uh, NBA champion, Andrew Wiggins, is expected to make his return to the court on Thursday. Uh, he's expected to be at the game on tonight. Uh, there have been a lot of speculation, a lot of rumors uh, concerning Andrew Wiggins, as he has not played in an NBA game since February, middle February. Uh, we know that it is now uh, April. So, like I said, there was a lot of speculation, but we did get word that his father was uh, very, very sick. Uh, I'm assuming that he's doing better now. and So Andrew Wiggins is making his return to the court on Thursday. So continue prayers and thoughts to the Wiggins family. And uh, let's do a better job of not spreading false information without knowing the facts. Uh, because what was out on his family w- was terrible. And so I am glad to know that Andrew Wiggins is making his return to the court. I think for the Golden State Warriors, they really need Wiggins. Uh, he's a guy that can give you 20 points on any given night. He's their, I think, their best defensive player at this point, as Draymond Green has slipped some. Um, you know, he's versatile. He can guard pretty much the two through the four. Um, so, Andrew Wiggins' uh, return is going to be welcomed by the Warriors. They really need him if they want to try to make another championship push uh, this season. Personally, I don't believe that they are going to make any noise this year. I just don't think that they have enough size. Um, and then their defense has slipped overall, like I said. I think that Klay Thompson is able to give you a lot offensively on certain nights. But his defense, uh, is simply not what it once was, you know, and through all them injuries, that'll slow you down. So um, Andrew Wiggins back to the Warriors is, is a big thing for them. Like I can in their championship uh, hopes and push. I want to pose a question. Is Anthony Davis ready to be the Lakers' number one? Anthony Davis has been a man on a mission the last few games. In the last three games, he's averaging 39 points per game, 12 rebounds per game, two blocks. I mean, Anthony Davis has been phenomenal. That's three straight wins for the Lakers. And this is the thing that is so frustrating about Anthony Davis because he has all of the skills outside of a consistent three-point shot. I think his three-point shot needs work. Um it's just not there. But outside of that, he has the entire bag offensively and defensively. He can he can handle the ball good for you know a forward. Uh he can shoot the mid-range, he can get you uh in the post, do some things there, he can shoot the free throw at a pretty high level. And defensively, he's able to you know do a lot versatile. Anthony Davis is a very gifted player, and when he's locked in and he means business, it's hard to deal with him. But the thing is, it's a lot of times you look at him and you're like you know It just doesn't look like he wants to play well And so we've been preaching this Lakers fans, uh, fans of the NBA Have been preaching When is Anthony Davis going to take over the mantle LeBron James is now In year 20 in the NBA He should not have to be the best player on the floor for them Anthony Davis is about 30 years old, it's time for him to Be dominant And not dominant twice a, a, You know, a, a month But dominant game in, game out Because he has that type of ability so like I said, I wanted to pose that question. Uh, I'm not going to say he's ready to do it off of three games. He's going to have to prove more to me um, in the play-in tournament, in the playoffs. And the thing is, can Anthony Davis stay healthy? It's like Anthony Davis finds injuries. Injuries come to him that other people just don't have, you know, happen to them. Anytime he goes up, you're Winston as a Lakers fan, wondering is he going to come down and be gimpy. So, it's, it's a lot of factors that's uh, involved when you talk about Anthony Davis. But, like I said, the overall skill set and the ability is there 100%. And uh, we just got to see it more consistently. One other thing that I've said, if you could give me Kevin Kevin Garnett's mentality, if you could put that into Anthony Davis, you will have somebody unstoppable. Kevin Garnett, he I mean, he took every game seriously. He, he was just a dog, man. He really was. He he did not play any games on any, each side of the ball. And I just think that Anthony Davis sometimes is too passive. Even Giannis. I don't think Giannis is a more gifted player than Anthony Davis when you talk about skill set. But Giannis don't take games off. Game in, game out, he's out there. He's performing. He's giving it everything that he has. And I just need to see that more from Anthony Davis on a consistent basis. Uh, for me to say that the Lakers even have a chance to do something in the playoffs this year. The next thing NBA-related that I want to discuss is the Toronto Raptors. I was very hard on the Raptors earlier this season. Uh, If you are a listener of this show, you would know that. I just thought that Toronto was underachieving. You know, when you have a guy like Fred Van Fleet who was able to, you know, give you 20 to 25 points a night, 7-9 or assists. Uh, You got Pascal Siakam who is a really, really good player. You had a guy like Scotty Barnes, who was young, but he's getting better each and every year. Uh, OG Ananobi. You know, they had talent, and they were really struggling in the first half of the season, pretty much before the trade deadline. And I was just trying to figure out, what did the Raptors need? And So I thought about it, and I thought about it, and ultimately I said, the Raptors need another center. The Raptors, if you look at that team before the trade deadline, they had people like Chris Boucher, uh, Precious Achua, I mean, their centers just were not up to par if you want to be a team that's able to compete. And so what did the Raptors do? At the trade deadline, they made a move for S- uh, San Antonio Spurs center, Jacob Poto. Uh, you know, who was Spurs were a team that was not doing anything. They were not trying to make noise this year. They were not going to make the playoffs. And so they decided to move on from him. And Toronto swept, swept right in and got him. And um, as a result, he's been a very effective player for them. You know, giving you a guy that can score, but also gives you a little bit of a post presence and a rebounder. And so, you know, overall, the Raptors have looked uh, much, much better lately. They are 7-3 and three in their last 10 games, uh, which is the same record. And they now have the same record overall as the Atlanta Hawks. And so I was thinking this weekend about which team, if I were a top team in the East like the Bucks, uh the Celtics, which one of those teams would I want to go up against? if I want an easier matchup. And I, I thought about it and I said, I think that I would rather go up against the Hawks because I just think that the Hawks, they have some issues. They really have major issues. I think that Trey Young and DeJounte Murray aren't a great pairing. You know, they're very good players individually, but I didn't first, I didn't second guess this. I first guessed it. When they went out and got DeJounte Murray, I said, this move doesn't make a lot of sense for me. I think that DeJounte Murray is a guy that needs the ball in his hands to be effective. You know, he's a guy like Luca, He's a guy like Trey Young. And the thing about it is, if you're going to try to put DeJounte Murray at the two, that's not going to really work because DeJounte Murray is not a shooter. He can't shoot the three. So you having Trey Young, you know, play make and run the point and you got DeJounte Murray trying to spread the floor. Well, nobody's going to honor that. He's not a shooter. So I just think that I thought that that was not a good fit. Uh, two ball-dominant players, one who's not a really good shooter at all. And Trey Young is an overrated three-point shooter. When you really look at it, his percentages aren't good. Uh, people got swept off their feet by the, his ability to knock down, you know, long three-pointers every now and then. But as an you know, efficient player, he's just not that from three either. So the Hawks have a lot of issues. Uh, they scapegoated Nate McMillan, got him out of there, another black coach gone. Uh, they now have Quinn Snyder, and he's not doing – much of nothing with them their record has not improved uh, I think somebody said if you look about at the like the last 40 games they're probably 20 and 20 so that's the definition of mediocrity and that's what Atlanta is so it's a lot of, a lot of issues with that team um, that they're gonna have to get worked out I also think that they need another center um, I think that Clint Capella is getting older he's not the same player that he once was uh, and so they need to look for another rim protector. So those, Atlanta Hawks have a lot of things that they need to address uh, in years to come if they want to be a contender. I want to talk about Zion Williamson again on this week's show. We know that I'm a fan of his game. I think that when on the basketball court, he's one of the top 10 players in the league in production. He has the ability to be special. But for whatever reason, he just can't not stay healthy. Uh, he can't keep the weight off. I just think that it's going to be a travesty if we don't end up seeing a Hall of Fame career out of Zion Williamson. And he's got to figure out something quick. Uh, he has started back training, practicing, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and So I guess their hopes is that he'll be able to you know, return to the court, maybe in the play-in or the playoffs. But the thing about that is when you already have a guy that's injury-prone and heavy, you know, overweight, it's easy for you to pull, it, pull your hamstring to do something like that and get hurt again when you've been out so long and you're trying to ramp back up. So it, it's just it's just unfortunate for Zion, for the Pelicans, because I think if he was 100% healthy and you could count on him, they would have a chance to do something special in the Western Conference. But you just can't count on them. So I now want to talk a little bit about tonight's games, just going to run through the games tonight, as I think almost every team in the league is playing tonight, if not every team. Uh, Because on last night, it was the men's national championship, which we will talk about momentarily. Um, But on tonight, we have the Toronto Raptors going up against the Charlotte Hornets. That's going to be a blowout in my estimation. Uh, The Hornets just don't have many people healthy. Their top players are out, and the ones that aren't hurt, I think they're going to be resting them as well. So Toronto should win that fairly easily. Miami Heat and the Detroit Pistons. That's another game that's expected to blow out when you look at the point spread. Uh, 14 point favorites are the Miami Heat. They need to go in there, take care of business, and uh, allow their starters and key players to be on the bench in the fourth quarter. That's my expectation. You also have the Cleveland Cavaliers going up against the Orlando Magic. I think this is going to be a good game because Orlando is a team that's not very good uh, when you talk about their record, but they're they're consistently in games. They don't get blown out, and they have a good young core. When you think about Paolo Banchero, who is going to be the rookie of the year, uh, you have guys like Markel Fultz, who has you know turned his career around in Orlando. Uh, you have Wendell Carter Jr., who is a formidable center. Franz Wagner. The Magic have some talent, and so there's just a few more tweets to their game to their roster that they're going to need to make um, you know maybe in the offseason to give them a chance to make the playoffs next season. Cavaliers are strong. They have a lot of firepower. I'm expecting them to win this game in a fairly close matchup, though. You have the Milwaukee Bucks and the Washington Wizards. That's going to be another blowout. Milwaukee should win that game easily. Uh, Timberwolves versus the Brooklyn Nets. That's going to be another good game, in my estimation. I think that uh, Minnesota has something to play for. I think in the end, their firepower will be a little bit too much for Brooklyn because Brooklyn is a scrappy team. But they don't have enough uh, weapons. They don't have enough firepower offensively at this point. McCall Bridges has been dominating. Uh, Cameron Johnson is a pretty good offensive player, especially shooting-wise. But guys like uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, he doesn't give you much offensively. Uh, Clatson is not really an offensive player. So Brooklyn just doesn't have enough firepower in my estimation. Now the game is going to be on at 8 o'clock on TNT is the Boston Celtics versus the Philadelphia 76ers. This is two of the better teams in the Eastern Conference and the NBA as a whole. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching this game. I think the Boston uh, is looking forward to They're going to try to make a 4-0 sweep on Philly this year. They beat them in all three matchups. Uh, Joel Embiid is looking for an MVP. We know he if they don't give it to him this year, he might really get up there and cry. So, Joel Embiid is going to be probably looking to make a statement tonight. And uh finish this last week strong towards his MVP case. We got Atlanta Holes versus the Chicago Bulls. Uh Chicago is expected to win this game as they've kind of turned it around here lately. Uh, they look a lot better with that big three of Nikola Vucevic, uh, DeMar DeRozan, and Zach Levine. So I'm looking forward to seeing who wins that matchup. I think Chicago will take it. You've got Denver. The Denver Nuggets against the Houston Rockets. That should be a Fairly easy game for the Nuggets as the Rockers are just not a very good team. And they don't care to be, especially at this point in the season. They're getting ready for Cancun. Uh vacations are already booked. And uh, that's pretty much it. You know, they just here so they don't get fined at this point. You got the Portland Trailblazers versus the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, this is a 17 and a half point spread. When I tell you that Portland really at this point, they're gonna have to hold tryouts tomorrow to get some players. They shutting down everybody, and we talked about this last week. How I disagree with that. The Damian Lillard is done. Uh, I think they shut down Nurkic, Jeremy Grant. They shutting down everybody. They don't want to play no more because they're eliminated. And so Portland is getting ready to put out a team on the floor tonight. If I was a fan, I would ask for a refund because I don't want to see that. This is not NBA caliber players, and uh, so Grizzlies should win that game easily. You got the Sacramento Kings going up against the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, New Orleans, I'm expecting to win that game. The Los Angeles Lakers will take on the Utah Jazz, another team that is reeling. They have a lot of injuries from uh, Jordan Clarkson. Uh, Walker Kessler is now out with a concussion. So the Lakers should go in there and take care of their business, and they really need to do that because they still have a chance to get up in the seating in the Western Conference. They can get up to the five seed, I believe. And so... I'm expecting the Lakers to go in tonight, tonight, and take care of business. You got the Oklahoma City Thunder going up against the uh, Golden State Warriors. Warriors should win that game. As the Thunder aren't very good; aren't a very good team. And uh, the Warriors need to, you know, start making those habits as the playoffs are coming around. If they want a chance at the championship. And the last matchup tonight is the Spurs and the Suns. The Suns should dominate that game. As the Spurs are another team that is not trying to do anything. So that is tonight's matchups. Just a little bit of my predictions and what I think is going to go down. We are now getting ready to have Tiana Edwards, WSSU uh, Lady Rams legend, join the show. We're going to play a song, and when we return, we will be talking with Tiana about the uh, women's Final Four and the title game.
0: You're now tuned in to 105 Live. Hip Hop and R&B lives right, right, right here. that don't got me on the front of mind with the wings like a number nine Yeah, come through, just us two I like it cause you ca-ham cut two Come through, just us two I like it cause you ca I'm cut two Ooh, Hey, she wanna with the wound Sense. Like when you gon' fly me in private so I can land on that d- She said tricks for kids, she don't fuck for tricks She can't handle her own. she just wants some d- Got that big Birkin bag worth five, six figures You might be out your league, can you buy that? Buy that. I pull up on the top, going on the throne, I'm the thorn You can fuck around if you want, if you want, out in Bali Big swing, big dress, big nigga, a big mess Before we done, she asked, what we gonna do next Next, so what if the C's in the jet She like all that gangsta Top down, round and round with the blick Who you with? Woo! She like on that gangsta I said she like on that gangsta She wanna with the She She wanna with the Let me take you to the candy shop you all I got I, got, I got I put diamonds on your chain To match your diamond rings I'm on my paid Hate all the
1: love of me let Yes indeed so we are back uh, On the show we have a WSSU Lady Ram Legend in the building Tiana Edwards is here You would know her Yes sir if you if you're a Ram you know who this is Bucket getter, three-point killer. And so, Tiana, how you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. So I appreciate you for taking the time to join the show and talk a little hoops.
2: Anytime, man.
1: You know I love talk it. Yes, sir. So let's go ahead and get into it. So we had the Final Four uh, take place this weekend for the uh, women's basketball. And uh, I'm going to run down these scores. And then I'm going to kind of get your thoughts on that. Okay. Okay. So, I had the scores pulled up, but, you know, y'all bear with me. The phone acting crazy on me. So, yeah, over the weekend, we had... Uh, the final four matchups take place on Friday. Uh, you had LSU def- defeat uh, Virginia Tech by a score of 79 to 72. Uh, did you get a chance to watch that game? And if so, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I watched that game, the whole
2: entire game. Um, I really just love the intensity. Um, I love that. I, I came into it thinking LSU would win. Um, LSU
1: versus Iowa, right? No, we we talking about Friday, the Final Four game they played at Virginia Tech first.
2: Virginia Tech is very impressive. Um, the shooter they have, I forget her name right now, but she's really impressive. Um, I really thought they, they like, I think they said the record is, like, 4-242 and for going into the fourth quarter down nine in the Final Four in women's basketball. So, to see them respond, it just shows the strength of the team. Like, they were meant to be in the national championship. So, I really enjoyed that game because it showed how much fight LSU has, how deep they actually are. Um, but I think VTech had a lot of killers on there. And and to think they had a player like Ashley Owusu who was on the bench, uh, I think for health reasons. And, you know, it's been tough for her Virginia Virginia Tech. And she wasn't even playing. I, I wonder what it would have looked like if she was playing as well.
1: Absolutely. I agree with you. I think that one thing that I observed from this game, I think that they should have went to Kitley Moore, Elizabeth Kitley for Virginia Tech. Uh, she played the entire game She had 18 points and 12 rebounds On 7 of 12 shooting And so she was she was a post presence And I think they should have featured her more uh, Maybe gave her a little bit more shots And not focused on so many threes Because when you look at it They were only 9 of 31 from the 3 point line uh, Amore yeah. was 4 of 15 4 of 17 overall So she took too many shots if you ask me Gotta get it into the <laughs> hands of people That have a higher percentage look And are also playing well
2: yeah, um, I know. Usually, like when she she missed a few in a row, it would have been good to see her go inside and out, like you said, like kind of get it into the post, relocate, let them double the post a little bit, get it right back out to you. That's the easy shot to hit. Um, that way, you get back into a groove. I think that her percentage would have went up if she if she moved like that as well. But I definitely agree. Like when it's not going for the guards, get it into that post, most
1: definitely. Yeah, and so another thing I observed from the LSU side of the ball is I didn't even realize it watching the game, but Alexis Moore shot 27 times, 27 she shots. Yeah, uh,
2: 27 points with 27 Yeah, that, I mean, that ain't
1: great, though, when you look at it, but they won. I mean, she was 11 for 27. Yeah. That's not great. I think, you know, they could have probably got some other people involved, but at the end of the day, they won the game, so it's all good. So do you have any other uh, thoughts on um, this game? Uh, will uh, off the Alexis.
2: Uh, shooting that many shots. Um, sometimes, though, when you have a player that you expect to shoot that much and you're aware of how she misses, it especially with a player like Angel Reed, when she cleaned up a lot of those shots, so it ended up working out for the team as well. So, I think they wanted to take those shots by her regardless, so it worked out. But yeah, that is, you know, 27 points out 27 shots, but in the next game, she showed who she really is, um, who she's been season. So, I definitely get it, but sometimes you gotta stick to your guns and, like, you gotta live and die by that, and they live by it.
1: Absolutely. So let's now transition and talk about the other Final Four matchup, which was uh, number two, Iowa, taking on South Carolina, number one team in the country. Uh, Iowa did win this game, 77-73. I was surprised um, of how poorly South Carolina played. When you look at the numbers, uh, Zia, Zia, I don't know how you pronounce it, but I think Zaya Cook, she was 11 for 21, had 24 points. She was really the only person that was effective in this game. The other starters mm-hmm. uh, from Aaliyah Boston was 2 of 9 for only 8 points. She was in foul trouble early, and it kind of – she just didn't look like she was in sync. Um, you also had Bria Bill, who declared for the draft actually today. But she she had a very bad game, uh, 1 for 9, only 3 points, 5 fouls. And then uh, Fletcher. Fletcher was 0 of 4, had 0 points. And so when you look at it, Cook had to do everything when you look at that team uh, – and ultimately, she just could not overcome, you know, Iowa. Uh, what were some of your thoughts about this game and this matchup? Um, I
2: think that Zaya Cook did exactly what she was supposed to do. I would like to see her guard Kaitlyn Clark, number one. Number two, um, Aaliyah Boston was the X-Factor here. She shows up and gets about her average or a few points over that we're talking I think we're talking about a completely different national championship um but I have to give it to I coaching because she played ex- exactly to South Carolina's weaknesses like forcing that girl to shoot um, I forget her name but you know Caitlyn waved her off um I whole, that that puts a blow on the team when you do things like that like when you when you visibly show and disrespect a player like that um it's like it, it, it's an emotional blow And then you're not making shots. And then you got Leah Boston and Dalton early. And then she's not, you know, being a force as she usually is. And then it lands on Josiah Cook. And that's just, that just wasn't enough when you got Caitlin Clark over there going for 41 for the second game in a row and breaking records in the middle of the game. So I think um, it just showed a lot of um, showed a lot of holes in, in South Carolina's offense. Number one being that they don't, they don't have a three-point uh, three threat at all. And you can't do that in today's game.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Uh, one thing that I observed from... Uh-oh. So, ladies and gentlemen, I called it Phil. You know how uh, this technology works. We're going to see if we can get Tiana back on the line. We're having a good discussion about uh, the Final Four. So, we do have Tiana back on the line. Um, and so, we were discussing the Final Four the South Carolina matchup. Um, one thing that I observed from Aaliyah Boston was the fact that I think she needs to get in a little bit better shape. I think that she was, she looked like she was tired, fatigued, and she didn't even really play a lot of minutes. That's one thing I'm saying, like, she only played 25 minutes, and uh, and so I talked to a lot of athletes, I think we even discussed it the last time that we, uh, you know, talked on the show or the podcast for them. Um conditioning is very, very important if you're going to be a basketball player, especially because, you know, and boxer too, uh, when you get tired, you start to make mistakes. I've seen some of the most intelligent players that normally don't turn the ball over, and you can tell once they get tired, they start doing things uncharacteristic, throwing the ball out of bounds, double dribbling, traveling. And so I think that Boston is usually in a little bit better shape for the next level. Um, now feeling under Don Staley, it, it might
2: not necessarily just be being in shape. It could have been anxiety too. That was a big game, and I know they've been there before. But the magnitude and the viewership was probably double this year, um, and then I, I think going into it, they weren't playing well. Caitlyn came out as a bomb, and like, on the line, I feel like she wasn't in shape, but she could have been nervous a little bit too. Who really knows? But I, I would hate, I would hate to think that under underdog Staley, she's not in shape. Yeah, that, that's a that's a good observation. I didn't pick that up.
1: Yeah, I, and you might be even right. Now, she was nervous. Yeah, you might be right because even Giannis, Giannis, he was dealing with hyperventilation uh, hyperventilation or something. It was some games like in the playoffs. He was, I mean, he was having to go out the game in ninety seconds. And we, and you look at him, you can tell that he's in great shape, but he was just so amped. And so you might be right as well. It, it's got to be one of those things because something went right with Boston. She just did not look right in that game at all. The energy this year
2: was just insane. I think everybody picked up on it. It wasn't the same. For, for women that it usually is. like. Of course, the stakes have always been high, but we were very involved this year. And I think the discussion was that South Carolina was going to win. Um, but I don't think everybody, you know, the feeling actually being out there and, like, being in that community, I don't think that everybody thought South Carolina was so sure-fire like the rest of America did. I think that could have wrecked her nerves a little bit. So, yeah, maybe she would... Maybe she was out of shape. I have no clue. But I also think there was a nerve impact on that, too, especially considering she got got a a couple fouls pretty early. So she knew she was was in some hot water pretty early. So that's a crazy observation. I didn't even pick up on that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so like you said, you might be right also. The anxiety is real. And like you said, once you get in foul trouble in a game that big where she knows she's the best player and they got, you know, they're counting on her um it can it can mess you up and take you out of your game so yeah a lot of people were shocked i mean i, I wasn't shocked but i was a little bit surprised that south carolina lost that game but you know their game plan our game plan was tight when you got caitlin coming out there like that
2: though yeah um yeah that's a that's a big yeah because you know she's coming off hot what? And, the, and the tournament is crazy male or female that's insane so you're coming off shooting like that. And carry it out the rest. She's not gonna have a bad night for the rest of the night. I think everybody the rest of the uh season, we all we all kind of pretty much knew that. So it's like I don't think it was as surefire as everybody like to me it wasn't. I I really tentatively watched that game thinking, yeah, I would take this. Like, I really felt that way. But I think a lot of Americans just felt like, Oh no, I Carolina wanna go walk over that. And I didn't see that happening.
1: Right. Well, I think people get caught up in the record. You know, they were undefeated. Uh, but like you said, I mean, it, it, the playoffs, the tournament is a whole different ball game. It take one bad game, and that's why I say, man, NFL and March Madness is a whole different thing because you can you could be the great team, and uh, like I said, just something goes wrong one night, and it's all over. Mhm. It's
2: it really it really dig digs at the pressure aspect because. To get exposed in a tournament like that because you, you don't, if you don't have consistency, if you aren't really who people say you are, you're gonna see it on a really big stage. So, yeah, you're you're totally right about that. It's different, it's so different. Like the NBA and the WBA having that series set up is it saves a lot of people, is all I'm gonna say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And so, let's talk about the biggest game, you know. It was, it was a huge game, man. I mean, 9.9 million people watched this game, which is a record for the women. Wow. Uh, that's incredible. It really is. And I'm just hoping that that can transition to the women in the WNBA. Uh, you know, if you know me and you listen to our show by now, you know I'm an advocate. Uh, and so I'm just hoping that that, that momentum continues. Uh, but let's get into it. So we had the uh, national championship for the women take place. Uh, LSU came out there, had 102 points, which is crazy. <laughs> They shot 50, Ooh. almost 55% from the floor and 11 of 17 from three. Uh, and they defeated Iowa by a score 102 to 85. So let's just yeah. get your thoughts on that game. Like what did you, what's some of your takeaways from the game?
2: I was so impressed and so proud of those girls because they lived up to the hype. And I think um, on the this was, this was different than any other national championship. Because of the viewership and because, um, it, it was actually something really good to talk about. Caitlin came out and really like, I think she had four threes in the first quarter, right?
1: It was three or four. Yeah. She was hot early. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Scared me. Cause I was going for LSU. I love Caitlin though. I really love her. You know, I, you know, being a shooter like that and then like watching her play, I'm like, wow, I really love that. I love her game, but I love LSU as a team, as a unit. So I went for LSU and I think, um man they responded so well Carson comes out and has 21 points in the first half every time Iowa delivered a blow they responded every time LSU delivered a blow Iowa would respond and then like even with the refs I do feel like they dictated a lot on both sides um they the way LSU's bench responded was really incredible the point guard for LSU, the backup point guard I can't remember her name. I think it's Powell I think um she did phenomenal control on the floor, playing defense on Caitlin. Um, But, I mean, Caitlin was coming off screens something serious, like really working those screens, coming off, hitting insane shots. Um, and I'm just talking about the first half itself. It was just, it was just, it was really amazing. It lived up to everything everybody expected it to be. So, I, I really loved it. Um, but I don't think they're talking enough about Carson's performance. 21 points in the first half is incredible. And that's what really... Hold
1: them in the game, especially when three of the starters had gotten foul trouble. Yeah, man. When I looked at it, um, about the last four minutes of the first half, I really knew the LSUO, oh, they had it, man, because they couldn't miss. I mean, they would oh, yeah. they would make it everything from distance. I said, oh, yeah, it's, it's meant to be. You know, sometimes you watch a game and you say, well, it's just not meant to be for this team. I mean, they, they got players missing and shots that they normally make. Uh, somebody's hurt. Uh, you just telling the body language, and it was the complete opposite in this game for LSU. I just knew, like once like think about the last three to four minutes of the first half when they was making everything, I said, yes, yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. meant to me it's meant to be for LSU, and so yeah, I was, I was screaming.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I was going for LSU as well, man. I really was. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the topic of conversation. <laughs> All you gotta do is. Type, yeah, in okay. Caitlin, type in Caitlyn, type in Caitlyn, type in Angel. They only need last names. Just type in those two first names and you'll know what we're talking mm-hmm. about on social media. Mm-hmm. So we know that Caitlyn Clark was trash talking her, I think it was a former college, I mean high school roommate or something like that, friend, in the in the last game. And then Angel Reese turned around and did it in this game. And the more I look at it, Angel was a little bit extra. I mean... The, I mean, cause she literally, she literally was like walking her down and, uh, she said it, even in an interview, she said it, you know, I, this was on purpose. This was no accident. No, you know, it was on purpose. And so what are your thoughts on that whole trash talk aspect? Uh, do you think that it's too much being made out of it? Because I'm a person that has a lot of social, diff- uh, social media platforms. I mean, my Facebook account is where it kind of went viral. I mean, it's, I think it's about 3000 shares of the video or something like that. And you would be surprised of the comments. Or I guess you wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I'm not going to get into who the comments are from. I bet you can guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. But they are going in on Angel and saying all type of stuff and posting crazy memes and stuff. So what are your thoughts on that whole yeah, well, situation and trash talk in general? Well,
2: you know what that is, but we'll, we'll leave it there. Um, I just kind of feel like, I'm in- serious. Like, I know, I don't think either of those parties took it serious. But I think when you, you know, you live in America, people, in a way, kind of politicize it and make it something that it's not. Because uh, it just broke that Kayla said that angels should be getting criticized. I don't know if you saw that.
1: Yeah, I was going to mention she that. I said, did. Mm-hmm.
2: Don't think Angel should be criticized at all. Everybody knew there was going to be a little trash talking about the entire tournament. She went on to say that, you know, I love Angel as a player. Like, I respect it. We've been doing this. That's what she said. And I knew, like, as a player, I knew it wasn't that deep. Like, I'm looking at it like, oh, yeah, I love it. Like, that's the energy. But this is who Angel has been all year. And I think I don't like how people try to diminish uh, Angel's play. Because um, one thing I forgot to add about the game itself is when caitlin would come down to control the ball and like shoot her shots and make make those good assists in that first quarter first half when angel was in she was doing the same thing facilitating causing a lot of the offense to happen she carried for a little bit but there have been points or since she was doing that and angel has the most triple doubles recorded in a single season ncaa men or women this year she broke records too so I think we got to put a little bit of respect on her name. Now, I, I, people, you know, the discussion that, like, you know, she could be a little arrogant and whatever the case may be. Now, would I go out there and do all that? No, but I, I just come from a different school. That's basketball. I don't talk too much. I just go out there and do it, right? But that doesn't mean I have an issue with what she's doing. Um, I like it. Um, maybe because I always want to do stuff like that, but my coaches would never have that. But um, I think we're talking about a different generation of girls. I think uh, Angel's from a different place than most women that play. And I think, you know, I love her swag. I love the way she approaches the game. I love her energy. I love how she says what we're thinking. Um, and I love Taylor's, um competitive attitude, attitude, too. And I think this is what the game needs, and this is what the game actually is. That's what we do behind closed doors. It's just not everybody doesn't see how women play and things like that. People think, oh, just men do that. And that's just not the case. Like, we get after it, too. We talk a lot. I was just at a... Um, Charlotte for a little bit, playing in the league in the leagues they have out there, and you don't think they're talking crazy? That was literally nothing compared to what goes on in these pickup runs and all that good stuff, and we know that. So I don't like how everybody took it and ran for it and should have come to Kaylin's defense. Kaylin is fine. Kaylin is Kaylin's that girl. So I just kind of feel like you know, much respect to both sides. This is this is how it is, and this is what it looks like. And stop treating these girls like babies. They got it. So. I, I I don't I don't like how immediately viewed as um kind of the aggressor here when it's just a part of the game. And I was saying it before Caitlin even said this. I said I bet you they really don't care. Like I bet she was not that deep. Caitlin just had a monster season, one of the best seasons in uh, women's basketball in history. You think she's really really stressed about Amy talking her trash like she wasn't just talking it to? I'm pretty sure she loved it because she's that kind of competitor. So, I, I, you know, I don't like how everybody took it and ran with it. Nobody cares. Everybody's talking about it's classless, this class, this, this, that. But I think it's time to have a discussion. Women, like, we have emotion and we talk trash and we're not, in quotations, ladylike when we play. Doesn't make us classless, number one. <laughs> and number two, as a black woman, too, like, just because she has an emotion, it doesn't mean she's aggressive. And I think um, I really want to commend Kaylin for stepping forward and saying, like, you know, she shouldn't be criticized because this is just the game. Um, Because she could have easily just been like, oh, yeah, you know, or not said anything at all. And fed into the attention that she's getting because everybody's trying to come to her rescue. But she stood up on her own, too, and did that. So really respect the both women and they respect each other. So what are we tripping about?
1: Yeah, I agree with you 100 percent. It was it was blown out of proportion. Both have said that they have no problems with each other. And like you said, if you want to be great in life, that type of stuff has to thrill you, not make you go up in you know to a corner and and cry. I mean, Caitlin, like you said, is one of the better players in college basketball. Has a bright future. Was gonna do some things at the WNBA level. So she's not sitting up tripping about that. It's trash talk. Let's let's move on, and uh, and respect both of these young ladies uh, in their journeys. And so. One thing I wanted to talk about with Caitlin, though, she's a great player, like we said, but I've had some observation about her, too. The turnover. She's going to have to cut those turnovers down, especially once she gets to the WNBA. And also, she's going to have to start to play a little bit of defense. I mean, she was, yeah. she plays no defense. I mean, you, same 30 she give you, you can get it on the other end. And, uh. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Carson scored a lot of her points on Caitlin
2: if people pay the picture.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, that was some of my observation. But like you said, it was a great, great uh, women's tournament. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Angel has took advantage of her spotlight now. Uh, she's went from 500,000 Instagram followers on Friday to now having about 1.1 1. 1 million, uh, which is incredible. Yeah. I
2: love that for her.
1: <laughs> yeah, and she dropped some more merch. Oh, yeah.
2: I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it. Yeah, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, so she got to make it count, man, uh, take advantage, and uh, she was on I Am Athlete today with Brandon Marshall, and he talked to her about, uh, you know, doing some of her own things, you know, not necessarily doing uh, makeup and skincare stuff like that from uh, other people. Think about doing your own. So I don't know, maybe mm-hmm. he maybe he was plugging her and letting her know, you know, he might be willing to invest, who knows, but... Uh, she it, need
2: to uh, get her own lash line.
1: Yeah. That would be up
2: i'm yep. not even being funny she would need to get
1: her own last one i really will buy a t-shirt like i'm really with that um i support her. i didn't know i know on twitter she has 50 guys and then now she got
2: like 120k followers on twitter she is tweeting
1: some crazy stuff oh, i love it yeah she's up no she's up to about 250 now i think yeah right now oh wow yeah.
2: oh wow yeah i gotta you gotta love it you really do gotta love it absolutely so the last and thing you know, i want the same girl who like uh she has a coach uh, like the coach the brand um uh, sponsorship, too, I think. Like, she's making, she's making bank. Like, she got her whole team coach bags too. She's a leader. Like, I love that about her. Like, her whole team loves her. They stand behind her. They gonna fight behind her and Kim. Like, um, I love it. I love where she's doing. I respect her. When, I, just because, and I think because she's so much an extrovert, and I'm an introvert, so I'm like, dang, I wish I, you know, was kind of like that, too. But I just respect her grind, even though, like, I'm not necessarily like her personality, but I love her personality,
1: so I think it's dope. Absolutely. And I wanted to mention Fly J. uh, Johnson. Many know her. Uh, If you're a rap fan, you probably watched the rap game years ago. She was on the rap game, I think she was about 12 or 13 years old, something like that. Uh, And now she's on LSU as well and a national champion um, and a rapper also. And Lil Wayne has said that they're going to do something soon, so that's major.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, that's gonna be
1: huge. You know, coming out of Louisiana, I'm definitely for that. I love music too, so I love to see her shine. She could really, she could really drop some bars too. So I'm with that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I was, I was glad LSU won it, and uh, they, you got a lot to look forward to. The last thing I wanted to discuss with you uh, today is, so we in, we in the topic of nil, and like we have said, uh, you were a WSSU legend on the basketball court. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the kind of uh, things you would have probably tried to get into NIL-wise um, and what you think you could have accomplished uh, had this been in effect uh, years ago when you were there. Because I believe we graduated the same year, 2018?
2: hmm
1: Yeah, so there. it wasn't in effect. So how do you feel about the whole NIL thing and what were some of the things you wish you could have got deals uh, uh, involved in?
2: man i don't, i don't even know what i specifically would have wa- wanted I, I haven't even thought that far but like i'm just i'm just so impressed that this is happening i would have loved to i always said like i'm like four years too late for this and i don't understand how how that happened <laughs> i thought this would have never happened and then i get out like two years and two years after i get out it happens so um i love it for the kids i'm not gonna lie and say i'm not a little jealous because i <laughs> i feel like i would have snatched me a little bit but um I, I I love it, um, and I think it changes the scheme of the game because you look like you look at players like Caitlin Clark, who I think she can declare for a draft this year. I think, but she's choosing not to. It's like I mean, she really doesn't have to. So um, I don't know. I think it's I think it's amazing. I wish I would have had the opportunity. I don't know what I would have exactly went for um, or what kind of deal I would want. Of course, we all want shoes, but I think you got to go to a little bit of a bigger university for that. But, um, I, you know, <laughs> I should that all the time. I think it's
1: funny that you said that. Like, I, I think I would have had me a little deal. Yeah. So, yeah, we all sometimes feel like we were born in the wrong, a little bit too early, a little bit too I late, or. Oh. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> I, I, yeah. But shout out to those, I shout
2: out to all those kids, man. I I'm I'm happy for them, but I'm definitely like, dang, I would have had me a little something.
1: <laughs> right. Well, I uh, I do appreciate you for taking time to join the show today. Um, it was great, and we'll definitely have to have you back on at some point, uh, maybe if WNBA season. Talk to people and let them know about where they can find you on social media. Uh, I know that you have, I think, a page dedicated to Hoops. Uh, where can they follow, follow you on social media? Um, so my personal page is
2: at Tiana Abrams underscore T-I-A-N-A, E-D-W-A-R-D-S underscore. Um... Um, my editor page for my video edits for district hoops is the Shooter. T I T A S H O O T A. I have a TikTok now too. where I just post videos of me hooping. So that's T Glock 15. So that's T I Glock at the gun. G L O C K 15. So uh, that's where you can find me on everything. I try to post videos myself of me hooping a little bit. I'm trying to incorporate like other hoopers that I know out here in me. So I just have my own girl. She flew in from Germany. Um, and we we played some games and we posted that, and that went up pretty well, so I'm going to keep it going and I'm going to keep just recording players in the area and giving them some love, because I know what it's like to be shouting out there and not be getting any love, so I definitely want to pay that forward and make sure I'm in the community uh, making sure everybody gets the love they deserve so that's where you can find me
1: Alright, well again, I appreciate you for taking time to join the show, and I'll talk to you soon Thank you. Have me any time, man. I'll be okay. All right. Take care. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to have another song for about a minute. Um, and then I'm going to come back and wrap this thing up. Y'all know with that legendary rough rant. I got to let y'all know what's on my mind with that.
0: You're now tuned in to one 1- 1- 105 Live. Hip hop and R&B lives right right right
2: here. Yeah. Tell me all I see. J T. Uh. I don't wanna hear it. Ain't talking nah. to bag. I cover my ears. I hop in the Lamb. I'm switching the gears. My b <laughs> is ballin'. Make these shift. Out of my bag with a crush Ice. face. Ice. I leave a man <laughs> mad with a <the> stuff <laughs> face. What the fuck I'm playin' with? anyway. City girls a wish like Ray J. Let me talk to you. All these. J T. They do. Hellcat. This an S R T. Pull <laughs> oh, up G Waggsies three. Ow. make a fifty five. J T. He want to tryin' up the new body Man, you can't with me Cause I came from the bottom, from the fence to yeah. the child broke, yeah. ain't saying a thing, period
0: I tell her shut up but hell she just did it oh, I'm really oh. around with his little boo on the low But he said I couldn't hear him Shut I up, hear when well. I drive, I'ma my ride right. Had a handful of hair while I'm steering. she ripping off my mirror She love to get here, she pull up, period I got somebody said, that's your wifey, dog. Everybody don't like them all Go. Cause I like a dog I got it don't wipe me off yeah. I hop out the backseat just like a boss I two-tone the Maybach, my seat's Ronald and It came with a pillow, I came from the pavement Thought somebody said I ain't made it Go! Huh? What? Uh, I thought a bro said something uh. Talking, but they still ain't saying, I ain't nothing. saying nothing We gon' trap this down till the feds come Run it up, run it up Huh? What she say? Uh, I thought I said something uh. I go when I'm talking, you listen Jealous. Cut her off cause she spoke on the business You, bro,
2: you ain't something yeah. young you know cause-
1: all right ladies and gentlemen so we are back for about the last five to ten minutes of the show uh we got to talk a little bit about the men's final four that took place this weekend Uh, we had connecticut defeat miami 72 to 59 uh i was a little bit surprised by that well not necessarily surprised but i would say i was going for miami and uh but they just couldn't really get anything going. They only scored 59 points, as I said. And so Connecticut got the win. Um, Isaiah Wong had 15 points. Uh, you know, he's a lethal scorer. You normally would expect a little bit more from him, though, maybe 20 to 25. And uh, so as a result, Connecticut did win that game uh, on Saturday. And then FAU lost to San Diego State by a score of 72 to 71. uh Matt Bradley had 21 points to lead uh, San Diego State. And as a result, those two teams headed to the championship, which took place on last night. Uh, Connecticut defeated uh, San Diego State by a score of 76-59. to That game, I will say, was boring. Uh, It was a letdown. When you go from looking at the women's game the night before, it was a very good game, Uh, high scoring, very entertaining, and – in the first half, I was finding myself getting ready to fall asleep on that game. I mean, San Diego State just could not score the ball. They were shooting like 30 something percent, I think, for the first half. Um, it was just pretty much a foregone conclusion early. I felt like early in that game, Connecticut had it in the bag. And I just didn't see how San Diego State would be able to climb out of the hole. And they didn't. And so, like I said, Connecticut won 76 to 59. Do want to congratulate Connecticut on winning the national championship. Uh, only one team gets to do it, and they got it done. So, congratulations to UConn on that accomplishment. Let's now talk about the WNBA draft very uh, briefly. That will take place on next Monday, April the 10th. Uh, so, looking forward to seeing who is drafted in the WNBA draft. The only thing that kind of saddens me about this whole process is, when you think about the WNBA and the fact that they have 12 teams and 12 people on each team, you only have 144 players that's going to be in the league. So you have a lot of people that's going to get drafted, but even not, it's not even going to be on the roster day one of the season. And that's the unfortunate truth about the WNBA and the limited roster spots. Uh, I'm just hoping that this league is able to expand uh, within the next year or two, uh, at least with two more teams. And uh, you know, so more of these people that get drafted or more of these talented ladies will have an opportunity to actually play. Cause you see so many players get drafted, and within two weeks they're cut. I mean, it defeats the purpose of getting drafted if you're not gonna be on the team. And so we we need WNBA expansion, and we got some good news regarding the NBA. NBA players will now be able to invest in the WNBA. So if I'm LeBron James, if I'm Chris Paul, if I'm Steph Curry, Jalen Brown, so some of the guys that I know are supporters of the league. You can now invest and and get a team. Say, I want to, you know, put my money up to have another team. I brought to the league, and uh, I think that's a big deal. And so I'm hoping, of course, Kyrie Irving as well. Uh, I'm hoping that some some of these players will invest, and uh, because WNBA expansion is needed, it really is, and um, it needs to happen ASAP. So, before we get to our rough rant, I need everybody to make sure that you all are following my brand, Millionaire in the Making. Uh, this brand is for all of the dreamers, whether you're a photographer, whether you're a, a athlete, you a brand owner yourself, whatever it is that you do, and you have aspirations of making it to the top and being able to not only have a great life for yourself, but change the lives of your family. You know, that is my goal. Uh, you know, millionaire in the making. That is a brand that I have created. Uh, you can find the Instagram at MITM the brand again. MITM the brand. Uh, make sure to follow us there and get your shirt. And uh, you know, tell everybody to join the movement because there's enough room for everybody at the top as long as we all put willing to put that work in. And so, make sure you're following us there. I do want to give a shout out to Monte Ross. Monte Ross is the dad of Justin Ross. uh a former classmate of mine at Winston-Salem State. Uh, We've interviewed him on my show before. Uh, Monte Ross was hired as the new head coach at North Carolina A&T, men's basketball coach, and so that's a big deal. I'm uh, looking forward to seeing what he's able to do with that team and checking out some games live and in action. So congratulations to Justin, uh, Monte, and their entire family, and I believe he's going to be able to do great things at A&T with the basketball program. And to wrap up this show, you all know how we do it. The rough rant. What is bothering me on today? And I got to let you know, I got to extend it to you straight. I got to let you know that Jill Biden, President Joe Biden's wife, has rubbed me the wrong way. She's decided to tweet that she wants our team and the LSU uh, women's basketball team to come to the White House. Now, let me tell you, if you don't know, this is not protocol. The winner of championship normally goes to the to the White House. The winner, not the second, not the loser, not the runner up. The winner, LSU won this championship, so they should be at the White House. Why are you talking about you want to see a, a Iowa there as well? It's something about that is really rubbing me the wrong way. I don't want to really get in depth, but you should know that something ain't right about that. And so she's they're gonna to try to backtrack it and say, well, you know, we, we're just a fan of Kate and we're a fan of Iowa. But no LSU needs to be the only team Going to the White House And if you want to have Caitlyn and them come At least do it You know A month down the line But to mention this During a time Where LSU is celebrating It's, it's out of line it's, uh, it's ridiculous If you ask me And so I know Joe, uh, President Joe Biden Was not too happy With his wife Because that's not A good look for him And their family And Angel Reese She did reply To a, a tweet about it And said Two laughing faces. A joke. So clearly she wasn't thrilled about this either. Um, and she shouldn't be. The White House is for the champions. Our was great, but they're not the champions. So Jill Biden, I want to ask you to do better. Put some respect on LSU name as the champions. And uh, if you want to have Iowa come, have them come next month. I do appreciate everybody for taking time to listen to the show today. I am C-Rough. And uh, it's always a pleasure to be able to talk sports. I appreciate everybody that tunes in, everybody that supports. I want to challenge you to make sure that you have a friend listening next week. Anybody that you know that loves sports, loves basketball, you know, just loves talking about sports in general, make sure that they are tapped in with us next week. Same time, same place, 6 6 p.m. Tuesday night on 105.1 Live. And uh, we'll talk soon. Make it a great week and keep your head up. The best is still yet to come. You,
0: you, you, you're now tuned in to 1105 Live. Hip hop and R&B lives right right, right here.